Live from the end of an unleashed leash, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Fans, please get comfortable and in true all-for-one fashion, loosen your trousers and open your ear holes for another dose of audio ointment. A big welcome indeed to the show that Go Train passengers have called, oh, that one with the English guy and that girl? The Vocal Minority Podcast. Your regular starting four panel is back today. I'm your host, the other English guy who honored Canada by radio training away his cockney mess of an accent. From the Yorkies, I'm Tony Walsh. With me and stubbornly hanging on to his Yorkshire drawl for mine credibility, it's Waking the Reds, Duncan Fletcher. Hey, up. Did anything happen last week while I was away? Anything? No? Nay. Okay. With the thick, smoky brogue of Hamilton Highlands, it's the Yorkies' Mark Hinckley. We had that departure, but the plane came back. It was fine. And hiding her natural Albanian inflection from the secret police, it's Waking the Reds, Kristen Knowles. Victory to Albania. Suck it, Portugal. Hi. You. Yeah. Now let's put our vannies about, shall we? <laughs> Just take for instance a time of great depression, made out of reason. Bad times in season. Don't shut your heart out. Don't cry your eyes out. Shut your heart out. No, no, no. Heart out. Last time I hosted this show, TFC was cruising in third place and about 24 games in hand over fourth place. <sighs> Today they sit in seventh. Oh. Forward your complaints to Kristen Knowles, Vocal Minority Towers, Toronto. Despite the excitement and carte blanche that a new manager brings, TFC have taken a home-and-home home against Eastern Conference GUI Center's Philadelphia Union and shited thy pants twicely. TFC, the only club that spells new manager bump with a D. <laughs> it's, a sing- it's a singer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, extra. So most fans would agree that the pre-sacking 3-0 trouncing by New England a couple of weeks ago was probably the worst point of the season. But putting that result aside, was Saturday's insipid 2-0 loss to Union our 2014 low. Panel! It was pretty much the same in both abysmal attacking and abysmal defending. On the bright side, uh, my fantasy team did really well, so... Um, good, good. <laughs> I, I got 101 points last week. Glad, and, glad they're sorry, doing it for the fans. Sorry, 50, 90, 95 points, and I'm now 101st. That's what I meant to say. Not quite page two in the Waking the Red League. But I'm there. I can see it! I'm at the top of page three. Just every week, transfer in as many players playing against TFC as possible. <laughs> and that's, that's the best strategy. Oh, I just loaded up on doubles. I'm doing good for... I will be on page two next week. Speaking of starting at the top of page three, Duncan? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Put those away! Uh, it may well have been the most disappointing. Uh, it's just so very similar to what was going on before. And it's like, ah, all right, so this has pretty much changed nothing, has it? This this new guy's helpless. He's broke. Old Gil, old Gil is back. It is just a very dispiriting afternoon, really. I, I agree with what both of you said about the fact that it's pretty much the same, except for what to me has made it worse was watching Michael Bradley 
trying to do everything mm. and failing miserably for the most part opportunities wasted because he would not pass or let up or let someone else do something he seemed so determined that he had to be the guy all over the pitch and it was just frustrating that is a disturbing development it's true I can at least admire that somebody wants to no. say get on my back let's <laughs> do this like I know I know Gilberto tried doing it near the end of the match and it's it's very heroic in the it's got a heroic narrative in the sense that you know oh if they won and everything turned out great, you could write these wonderful headlines about how amazing Bradley was or how amazing Gilberto was. But because it failed and fell flat on its face, it was hard to watch. I will take smart over heroic oh, every same, single day of the same. week. Absolutely. And, but, and But when it was dumb all game, I'll take heroic over dumb. Bradley's sure. not just affecting like the attack. He's affecting play all over the pitch. Like It wasn't mm-hmm. just in trying to take shots or score goals. It was... And moving through the midfield and coming back to take the ball, it just—it was everything. It was just—it was just frustrating. Uh, to be devil's advocate, if he wasn't doing as much as he tried to do, would people not be getting on his backs for this for the opposite reason? Ah, you're not doing enough. You're just well, they laying in the be, midfield though. waiting for the ball. But he was—but he was doing things in areas of the park that he's not supposed to. It's too much to ask him to be ooh, every ooh, single player. Who knows what this guy's role is? It changes <laughs> well, minute to minute, all the that's time. That's true. Uh-huh. Under under two different managers now. Uh, under Nelson, near the end, he was a sweeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, kind of seems to be playing box to box, very loosely <laughs> under the unleashed powers of Greg Vanny. But it does is do you think he doesn't trust those around him? Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I can see that. I do. I, I think he. I think he doesn't trust them, and I extrapolate from that, perhaps wrongly, that there's just a lack of. I think he thinks there's a lack of commitment from his teammates. And if it's lack of commitment, lack of skill. The skills. Well, skill at the back's horrible. The skill. Skill where else than other than Gilberto? Other, maybe on the pitch. Are those In, wingers really guys you want to trust giving the ball to? You? Yeah, there was one shot that Bradley took from about like twenty-five yards out. He forced a save. It was an okay shot, but at the same time, Oduro was yeah. you know, running into space. The obvious thing is, you know, put the ball into his path. I mean, you know, it's Oduro. But as a Duro, he would have yeah, kept running and yeah. skied the ball. Yeah, would have kept. He would have had some the ball. Yes, yeah. yeah, nothing good would have come up passing to Oduro. Yeah. So yeah. you can see where he's coming from, but it's not ideal. To play off of that, can Michael Bradley stop taking free kicks? Mm, ideally, please. Thank you. For? The rest of his life. No, no, no. For, uh, <laughs> instead of? Instead, oh, instead of. Sorry. Instead of. Uh, Warner was okay for a while. Um, I think, you know, Gil could have taken at least one of those. That, from the free kick from in close. Yeah. yeah sure. I, he's, I he's obviously showed he has the capability. Right. I don't understand why why that didn't happen. And I, quite the, frankly, and the, I'm going to say this out loud, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. Why didn't Becker take that one when they were both standing over the ball? I know. Uh, I know. I know. Along the same veins of trying to do too much yourself, Gilberto grabbing yeah. the ball for the corner late in the match. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. That was that weird. That was bizarre yes. and but that's yeah. scary. That's that whole, get on my back, guys. Yeah. I'm going to put this in. I'm going to put it right on your head. Yeah. Right to, into something. In a weird way, to be fair to Gil, he's done it recently, though. Yeah. Not super. It's, but you know what I mean? Like, he was for so bad four precedence. or five games in a row, he was the guy. He scored the goal. He was doing a ton of work on the pitch. He was the one who was making the moves. So, and Bradley hasn't been. So I can see him saying, well, screw you, then I'm going to do this. If you're trying to do all that, then I'm going to do this instead. I don't know. 
any way you slice it, it's not good. No, because terrible. there's a lot of individuals out there. Not a team. Seven of them don't have great individual skills. Skills. Yeah. So mm. I think going back to what Duncan said, I think my biggest takeaway from the match that's the most depressing for me is, ah, this is it then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. So. Uh, okay, we'll we'll get into Vanny a little bit later and whether it's too early, blah, blah, blah. But uh, there's no miracles here. What we see is pretty much what we get. We're getting a couple of guys back from injury maybe, but nothing revolutionary is going to take place. No. So at least through the season, watching this is what's what it's going to be. And that that was the hardest bit to swallow for me at least. Now that we've unleashed the microphone, it's time to talk about other kinds of punches to the nards. Not brought to you by TFC. We're talking about a little pugilism. Like Apollo Creed in Rocky 1, Philadelphia did take the technical victory from us on Wednesday. Unlike Apollo Creed in Rocky 2, Union then knocked out our teeth on Saturday. If this season were to be played by any character in Philly's most famous documentary series, The Rocky Films, (laughs) who would it be and why? I'm going to go with Rocky, and it's not for the obvious reason. It's because we're Adrian. And we have difficulty watching him go out there and try and getting himself killed fight after fight. <laughs> mm. Christian, what did you have? Actually, I had sort of uh, the, almost the flip side. I had We actually were Adrian. Mm. Because we keep believing in this sad sack falling over past his prime piece of nonsense. I don't care how the movies turn out because Seriously, why? I don't care. This, this version of Adrian sounds very, very mean. <laughs> and not at all appreciative of, of the life that Rocky gave her. Oh yeah, that was a great. Did you life. see the house? Whatever. He had well, a better than my first answer. He had, which a, was Ferrari. He had a Ferrari that said Southpaw. Wow. On the license plate, and you can't even spell that. <laughs> Maybe you he can. Bought them robots. For goodness. I'm appreciative of Adrian. She wasn't even that good looking. <laughs> oh That's a good God. point. That's a, yeah, no. Really? Really? Well, That's the way you're going to play it? If Rocky it's, 3 was a serious movie, he would have dumped her and got a hot piece. Yeah. He's true. the world champion. <laughs> Are you finished with your feminist rantings of Adrian? Yes, I am. Duncan. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Apollo Creed in Rocky 4. Mm. Uh, because. Specific. You know, the, like yes. It. I mean, they aren't really taking it seriously, but uh, there's a lot of hype, there's a lot of flash. They've come out there thinking, hey, check us out. I you remember. Know? Yeah, <laughs> Sanchez. And then you're know, going to go around and dance around Dolph Lundgren, throw some jabs looking good, and all of a sudden just boom, 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 a few punches. And uh, then, yeah, the, the lack of training, the lack of proper build-up is exposed. And uh, basically... Uh, they Bez, die. Bezbachenko <laughs> yes, <laughs> is playing the role of Rocky. He's ready to throw in the towel. And then Tim Lewicki is essentially Apollo Creed. And, no, don't throw in that towel. And thus Defoe is kept, and thus eventually we die. Defoe! It's <laughs> Apollo's wife. Yes, yes. For you listeners out there. Ah, okay. I'm with you. Nice if I do open. I'm going with Uncle Polly. We have to live with him, even if he's belligerent, because he owns the house. But he's always pretty mean to us, and trying to push sponsors on us until he needs something from us. In the end, he steals all our money. <laughs> that's that's so good. That's pretty good. Nice. With TFC fully incorporated as the Vanny Pack, TM'd by your very own Duncan D. Fletcher. Despite that, have 
panel, have you seen the slightest cause for optimism in the new manager's approach, or is it all too early with eight matches left in the season? <laughs> um, it is too early, but no, there's very little signs for optimism here. Hopefully, away from the media, you know, on the training pitch, he's a little more detailed and actually has some kind of plan, but you know, everything he's come out and said to the media, it's all just, oh yeah, we just need to be getting the ball forward quicker, and if the opposition's got the ball, we need to be just really pushing at them and aggressively like high-pressing and this and that, and it, they've been doing that in almost suicidally at times. And yeah, I don't, it just seems it's very much, it's like we've gone back right to the start of the season, because that's basically all Nelson was doing. Funny, funny you say that. Aggressively yeah. press them, and then, ooh, you know, when we get the ball, let's get it down there as quickly as possible. Eh, if we lose possession, well, that's just another chance to press them and force a turnover. Um, there's not a lot to it, and yeah, it's it's Nelson, but really naive and yeah, even more naive than Nelson. Yeah, mm. and it's funny you say go back to it because his plan now the yeah. the leash the whole leash or off the leash or on the leash is apparently out the window. Now it's back to basics. Ah, that sounds. Excellent. Really familiar. Because what do you want with eight games left in the season and a playoff run? Back to basics, troops. Mm -hmm. I like my answer better. I said, yeah, it's too quick to judge. As much as I want to write him off immediately, and I kind of really do, um, but it's such a short window. He's gotten almost no time to convince me anyway. Or And you're the important one. It is. It really is. Well, I'm the girl, so. um, That he's in any way better than having Nelson around. Like, really, how is this any different? That's my question, and it's not. It's worse. Mark, well, your answer was great. Go on. Was. Go. I don't know about that, but as one of the nameless members of this podcast, I kind of find that the change in tactics is quite refreshing, even after the desperate attempts to go for it with the substitutions and having four forwards. I'm almost at a point where, I, at, at the way that they're playing, that this is a wash, but uh, let's see what this side looks like when the entire band is back together, and then we'll panic properly. Mm-hmm. You mentioned subs. That is a good thing about Fanny. He seems ready to bring on subs and change things more so than Nelson. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, they're interesting subs mm. sometimes. But, yeah, but they're subs. So if this slide continues with Van in charge, say we'll get hypothetical and we miss the playoffs and only grab a couple more wins, are we stuck with this Vanny pack leading into 2015? Probably. I mean, why not? It's just another Nelson-esque coaching cycle. Sammy's. <laughs> Not like we can get relegated, right? All right, guys? Okay. Uh, I'm going to say no. If we make the playoffs, then the hidden interim will be revealed and he'll be shuffled off. Somewhere. Really? Possibly like back to the academy director thing. Who knows? I'm kind of surprised. I, 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 yeah. I think he'll, he'll be kept because it, to the PR of another firing would just be... Ugh, what an anchor around Bezbachenko's neck. But he, I don't care because he oh. painted himself in that corner. But... The, the the big off season hype this time can be hey we got a proper coach, but no okay. proper but, staff. But do you? But doesn't it I'll look doesn't it look just like another firing? Even if he's sent back to being the academy manager, sure what are they going to say? He can't. Bezbachenko came out and said this is the guy. This is permanent. This is not. So, but my question is: Is, is Bez still in charge? 
Oh, well, that's... You're jumping way ahead. But, mm. Well, but that's, also... That's a good point. I, I yeah, don't well, think listen, I am, if, if Bezbachenko's gone, then the whole thing could be... Right, and they bits. can play, they throw, you know... Or if they want to keep Vanny, if Bez is around, they want to keep Vanny, they throw Nelson under the bus. Oh. It's completely his fault. Vanny couldn't have brought it back. No one could have. So now he gets time to show what he can do. Vanny, um, you're saying Vanny says Bezbachenko goes? No, 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 no. I said two things. Oh. You don't listen I, to me. It's fine. It's true. I know what but, I said. I mean, it is a good point, though... It might be best to just leave it as is right now because there's a new CEO coming in. Maybe he's going to want to hire somebody who's going to hire somebody, want to go hire somebody. So why make a change before the top bit gets solidified? I'm in full belief that he's around on first kick March uh, 2015. I, I do think that. I don't I don't see any big change coming. I, I don't see them moving Bezbachenko in the offseason because selling tickets is going to be hard enough for this organization. Any more upheaval is just going to look even worse. Even if it was the Still absolute... like every other season. No, but even if it was the absolute right thing to do. They are not making on-the-field decisions right now. Oh, no. They are only not. making how to, how to keep a part of the fan base reasonably content. That's the only decisions they're making. I believe the word you're looking for, pacified. Yes, pacified, indeed. <laughs> I was leaning towards pandering, but pacified is better. Pandering's pretty good, too. Yeah. But... Gone in July. Ready to make your bet? Hush. <laughs> <laughs> we'll follow this up in the coming weeks as to whether or not she takes the bet. And then what the terms of the bet are. How often can we poke her? When will she just go, yeah. fine, I'll take the stupid bet? When will she snap? Huh? Just read the next bit. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Segway. As TFC TV has taught us so well, there is no better way to gloss over a match than with corporate-themed bit of hoo-hahery. So, in conjunction with everyone's favorite local faux British pub, it's time once again for the Caldwell Arms Game in Six... Teen Words. Ah, Get worried. All the smashed woodwork in the league could not allow a bright spot to be found. Profound. Very Robert Frost. Mm. That was, really. I feel... (laughs) And that made all the difference. (laughs) I I felt a wintry gust of air. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Also, unintentionally uh, didn't rhyme, but then again, I wasn't trying to rhyme the last bunch of times. That's a a sign. And I've rhymed, but I missed you. The the best poems don't rhyme. Mine doesn't rhyme this week. Mm -hmm. Prose. Yeah. Not amateurs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on iTunes, you know. Uh, Mine is a nod to a bit of malarkey... Uh, in the stands during the game. Uh, it's not unusual to be mad at what they've done. Not unusual to see me sigh. Nice. Oh, the Carlton bit. Okay, song's over. <laughs> we must move forward, not backward. <laughs> Upwards, not yes. forwards. And always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. <laughs> hashtag Vanny Tactics. <laughs> and the hashtag took me over 16 words. <laughs> it's social media. Exactly. Vanny Tax? Good. Excellent. Vanny Tactics. Red's opponents and supporters have one thing in common. No fear anything moving forward with purpose. <laughs> <laughs> And before we say goodbye to Union for another season, we had one last question. Our own Duncan Fletcher has a raging hate on for next week's opponent, Chicago's gastronomic delight, the deep dish pizza. So, Duncan, the Philly cheesesteak, eat it or beat it. 
Uh, eat it. I like steak, I like cheese, and I'm of the firm opinion that any food can be improved by wrapping it in bread. So, thumbs up to the Philly cheesesteak. Controversy free. Mm. That's disappointing. Very disappointing. <laughs> it's easy as a TFC supporter to get wrapped up in the drudgery, misery, hopelessness... And eternal Kafka-esque existential crises that is Toronto football. However, folks, there is a wide world of top-tier North American soccer football going on, and our very own Duncan Fletcher is here to cleanse your palate with this week's MLS wins and losses. Thank you, Kristen. What up? Uh, the first win of the week went to Chivas USA, who scored a goal! Hey! Ending their scoreless streak at 596 minutes. Uh, yeah, they, they still lost, though, 4-2 to Seattle, then lost 3-0 to Columbus oh. uh, on the weekend. So uh, they do now have just one point from the last nine games. Hola. So uh, not really that much of a win. Toronto's um, got something to shoot for now. Yes, yeah, yes. we got three in a row. <laughs> Rather neatly, that one point came in a 0-0 tie with Vancouver, who now have the longest active goal streak at 411 minutes. Oh. Uh, desperately holding on to their playoff hopes in sixth place now, fighting Portland for the... Final spot in the West behind the clear top four of LA, Seattle, Salt Lake, and Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas. Drop it. <laughs> like it's hot. Uh, two of those teams played in the, the week's big game, uh, Real Salt Lake, coming out on top as Alvaro Sabarillo marked his return to the lineup for the first time in months with the winning goal. Uh, the biggest win of the uh, weekend, though, came from LA, who are uh, pretty much on fire right now. Uh, after getting the news that A.J. Delegaza's newborn son Luca had died from his heart condition, uh, they seemed inspired and crushed Colorado 6-0, helped by goalie Joe Nasco giving up a penalty and getting a red card just 33 seconds in. Kind of hilarious. <laughs> Fastest in MLS history. Wow. Well done, Joe. Something to be proud of. Yes. You really Record aren't allowed is. to grab a guy by the ankle and haul him down. It's amazing. Show Jesus. me in the rulebook where. Mm-hmm. Laws of the game, I'm sure it says it. Crazy Baldomiro Toledo. Uh, screwing up another one, there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Landon Donovan continued to wreak his revenge for an unimpressive parting gift from the Rapids <laughs> with two goals and two assists. <laughs> it's Vale, uh, come on. Yeah. And uh, Gayazi Jardes, or however he pronounces his name, also scored two. He now has 14 goals, which breaks the record for a homegrown player. Robbing our boy Fagundes of a little bit of his glory. Fagundes! Mm. Fuck. Uh, LA have now scored more goals than any other team, conceded fewer than any other team, and uh, have a, a preposterous plus 27 goal difference in 26 games. So uh, they're doing quite well right now. Uh, Colorado, meanwhile, have now lost seven straight, and head coach Pablo Mascherini is getting all philosophical about it. Uh, for a really young group, there are a lot of guys that are seeking answers, Mascherini said after Friday's loss. The secret about life is that the answer comes from within. There is no guru that will give you the answer. I have no idea what Mastroni sounds like. <laughs> it I, sounds it should be like All this. I'm thinking right now is we know where our 10th coach is. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes. Come on. There's a lot of reflection, self-analyzing, and then someone in that group stepping up and putting the team on their back. 10th coach. That's the only way you ever come to terms with situations like this. 10th coach. Uh, which is all a bit deeper than Greg Vanney's We need to go faster. See? Mm. Proof. Yes. Uh, remember that blind draw that robbed Chicago of Jermaine Jones and sent him to New England instead? Well, guess who played this week? 
That's right, it was Chicago versus New England, and yes, Jones set up the winning goal for Charlie Davies with exactly the tenacity, drive, and skill in midfield that his play so nicely exposed as Chicago's weak spot. Uh, chuckles all around. That was New England's fourth win in a row as uh, they close in on Kansas and D.C. up at the top of the East. Uh, quote of the week, well, yeah, it's fun to make fun of San Jose right now. And this time it's Chris Wondolowski's turn to supply the pathos after he scored twice in what ended up a 3-3 tie. I don't know what to say, Wondolowski told reporters after the match. I'm a bit speechless. To a man in the locker room, we know that it's just not good enough right now. It hasn't been good enough all season. We keep finding ourselves shooting ourselves in the foot. It hurts. When did Chris Wondolowski come play for TFC? That's a good question. Oh, I would take him in a heartbeat. After Latou. He fits in. Yes. Yes, after we get Latou, Mastroini, and... Mm. Yeah. Uh, one last bit of schadenfreude to, to cheer us all up. Let's turn to Montreal, who lost 3-2 in Houston. And Frank Klopas, who quite remarkably is only going to get a bronze at best in this year's sack race, uh, wasn't happy with the ref, uh, telling reporters post-game, at the end of the day, again, we have a clear penalty in the end of the game. With this referee... Fotis Pazakos, I don't know if it's because he's Greek and I'm Greek, but he fucked me in the ass. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. No, that's, that's not right. But we never get any calls. Oh, okay. That, that's what he said. Pretty Greek much accents same. are so hard. Yeah, yeah, they it's are. almost that weird alphabet. Ass yeah. and goals. Yeah. It's a uh, sigma. Yeah. Uh, it something like has to change. We need to start getting some calls. I'm not saying to give us calls, but it's clearly a 100% PK that's not given. And the league's got to do something about that. It's embarrassing. He later added, I'm disappointed with the reps that we, us, the Montreal Impact, we never get any calls. It's a joke. Yes, yes you are, Frank. <laughs> um, anyway, that would be your MLS wins and losses for this week. Back to you, Kristen. Righteous. This has been the best one yet. We've done so much scouting for this team. It's amazing. The most important mm. part about... This week's MLS wins and losses is we finally know what Dungan will sound like if he moves to Southern California. True. <laughs> yeah, true. True. <laughs> Slightly like that, but still mainly English. Yeah. 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 Gotta keep the brand alive. You are the English guy after yeah, that's all. true. When you're hanging out with Vinnie Jones and Hollywood FC. Ooh, this sounds exciting. <laughs> hey, everybody! It's Bitchy Blanks! Shit, it's the car! You heard the bird. It's time for everyone's favorite avian game show, Bitchy Blanks. Every week we give you a phrase with a big gaping blank to fill with your mind seed. And we pick a winner from... That's birdseed, everyone. Get your mind out of the gutter. Of course. Too late. (laughs) And we pick a winner from the figurative thousands of entrants. Last week's bitchy blank was... New TFC manager Greg Vanny's nickname should be... Blank. Before we crown this week's top bitch, I turn to the panel for our answers. Kristen. Greg Vanny's nickname should be Little Orphan Vanny. Except Daddy Loki Bucks isn't around to rescue him from Bez Hannigan. Wow. Ha. That's pretty good. That's pretty solid. I'd just say his nickname should be Coach, because as of November, nobody's going to call him that. Ah, <laughs> Let him have a little job to learn by. Greg Vanny, the stopgap gaffer. 
Nice. I love that. It's more like an old-timey wrestling name. Or boxing name. Cool. Now stop, Gaff Gaffa. Right, get ready. You're off your trolley, see? <laughs> you can't beat him. Stick it up your vanny. <laughs> and, and I, I watch went, it. There's women present. And I went with a little CanCon with Brand Van 400. <laughs> Brand new Vanny 400 for the percentage of winning we'll have by the end of the season. That's a really optimistic with the 400. You know. How many games are we actually going to have to win to get to 400? I don't know, but... I don't. Do I look like a mathematician? Uh, well, <laughs> oh, <a> poked. <laughs> you poked my veggie blank. <laughs> and now for the moment you've all been waiting for, with this week's winner, head bitchy in charge, Kristen Knowles. Thanks, Kristen. So this week's winner is uh, Ivan K, a first-time winner, I believe, which is fantastic. We like to switch it up a little bit around here, at Cam underscore Ivan on the Twitters. Greg Vanny's nickname should be Vanny the Pooh. Hey, (laughs) nice. That's pretty Uh, solid. So congratulations there, sir. Thank you for your... uh, Head nod. Which is awesome. Which is so good because there's so many donkeys on this team right yeah. now. <laughs> and, an Eeyore, and an Eeyore in England. Nursing an injury. <laughs> <clears throat> this week's bitchy blank goes as so. Before Ryan Nelson left town, TFC players got together and bought him blank as a going away gift. Again, that's TFC players bought Ryan Nelson blank as a going away gift. We want your best attempts at a bitchy blank, so send them in often to... At Vocal Minority Pod, no A in the vocal, on Twitter with the hashtag BitchyBlanks. Or as always in the comments section under this episode's link on vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.ca or on Wigging the Red. Whatever that is. (laughs) Good luck, potential biatches. Crises in the Middle East. <gasps> Turmoil in the Ukraine. What? Jermaine Defoe at Faces Nightclub in Essex. Who? Where? Like all hard-hitting news outlets, the VMP news team has this special update regarding all things Defogate in this week in Bloody Big Messes. Since we last spoke, newspaper of tremendous repute and fact-checking aficionados, the Daily Mail, reported this past weekend that TFCDP, Lotion Lothario, Jermaine Defoe is so done with his MLS adventure that he wants to buy out his TFC contract, thus making himself a free agent. Panel, do we believe this bit of journalism? I absolutely think he is. I I don't know why. I don't necessarily think it's total dissatisfaction. Is it dissatisfaction, World Cup, Nelson? We think he is trying to buy out his contract. I do. I do. Even, Even though the source is the Daily Mail. He has spent time with them in the past year. He's given them stories, or his people have given them stories before. Mm-hmm. So there is a pre-existing relationship with that. I hesitate to call it a newspaper, but with that source of, Paper of news. Paper with words. Paper with words. Yes. Budgy receptacle. Yes. Nice. Thank you. Much better. Mm. Nice. But yeah, I, I think I think there's absolutely some truth to it. I don't know if it's as out there as they're making it out to be, but... I think there's a way too much smoke for there not to be some fire. Yeah, I think you're probably right. It's a 
his team probably dropping some hints, maybe QPR even dropping a few yeah. words in some ears just mm-hmm. to test the water, see what the reaction might be on this side and of the ocean. Has not been good. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening. I think this, I'm sure if you offered it to Defoe tomorrow, he'd probably snap up the chance. He'd probably, you know, eat, eat some of the contract and wait for his big yeah. signing bonus from QPR to cover it. I don't think the PR machine here will allow that to happen. Except they've not done anything to address it. I think that is their way of their, their way of handling it. So not handling it at all. Yeah, yeah. Don't Just, talk about don't it. Don't talk about it. If you don't it. talk about it, it's I don't not think, happening. You don't, I don't address, think they know how to handle this. You don't address yeah. rumors. I don't. This is the first for them. I don't think. Yeah, they, I don't think they know how to deal with it. This is this has never been a thing in Toronto, where somebody's trying to sneak out as quietly as they can to leave for an entire other league. Not just another club, but they're going to England. Glasgow Celtic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and they have the level, really. Well. True, true. But that was under a regime that was completely clueless, thought that we were all dumb, and uh, this has got way more legs to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely something there, and he would quite happily leave. I mean, maybe it's Redknapp and QPR or whoever just kind of planting stories with uh, friendly journalists to try and unsettle things. But, yeah, it's there's something there to it. I believe that as much as I would believe TFC and that, oh, he remains committed to the team and he's going to yeah. be back here on September 20th. You know, that's just as much... That story is worthy a, of the Daily Mail. That's just as much a PR battle, like fluff piece as... QPR's chairman saying this or Redknapp saying whatever. You know, it's they want to, you know, present themselves as looking tough and oh, we're not going to give in to you, QPR. We're not just going to bend over and let you give it to us just because you know you're from England, and at the same time want to present to you know perhaps some of the less cynical TFC supporters out there that yeah everything's fine. He's going to be back. So you know, there's probably a bit of truth to both. It's somewhere in the middle, but there's definitely something. If this was hypothetically possible. If he could come up with a deal where he bought out his contract and TFC could manage to recoup their allocation money outlay, etc., etc., is this if it could happen right now, good or bad for the club? Uh, it's bad for the club. However, it would all depend on whether or not they could find the proper spinmeisters, which they don't have right now. But they could spin this because the ire. In the stands, or at least on Twitter, but not in the stands, there was that banner. Um, controversial. Controversial. Mm. People are pissed off at DeVoe. They're putting this all on him. None of it is, still, none of it is blowing back on TFC, which I think is ridiculous. Um, I'm not saying that if all of this is true, some of it shouldn't lie on his on his slender little shoulders, but I think that the TFC marketing department could spin, spin sugar and make this all about him and come out looking good but really it's not good for the team at all no i think it depends on how you look at it like if you're looking at it from the perceptions sake, this is a complete total nightmare no two ways about it for all the efforts they went into making this a bloody big deal i mean when when family members who don't know anything about soccer coming up to me it's like is this kind of a bloody big deal it's like oh my god it worked um so yeah this is this is a this is a howler for them but for the guys on the pitch I don't know if you want to play with a guy who doesn't want to be there. You know, if you're still trying, like, even on an individual level, you're still trying to win your games and trying to gain your points and trying to make the postseason, do you want him on the pitch? Do you want a guy whose mind is somewhere else? Even if the job in front of him is one thing, 
do you want him there? I don't think so. I said, I said, it's bad. He's bad. I think there's a potential other side of a positive to if they could make it happen now. And it's preparing for next season. If this drags on into the transfer window mm-hmm. and there's haggling back and forth about price, blah, blah, blah. You're getting near to the end of January. Get rid, get rid of it now. And like you say, use some of that anger towards the front stands to gloss over it. Yeah, it'll be a rough little yeah. while. But then you're prepared to go out and you have your money set for next season. This drags well into 2015. And this, you know, this is just an anchor around the next. But Distraction. However, I think it's more about keeping his face on posters yeah. for people who don't pay that much attention to these mm-hmm. stories. Well, that Defoe guy, he plays for... T- what? Yeah. 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 Oh, I'll buy some tickets. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I think it could be a good thing. I think probably he will be here until the end of the season. I think after that's probably best to... You know, say, all right, however you, they can do this, get the lawyers involved, let's just kind of essentially rip up the contract, you go off and do whatever. If he's here until the end of the season, they can persuade him, you know, right, yes, we are going to do this at the end of the season, we just need you for a few more games, treat this as an audition, make Leicester City interested in you enough to get into some kind of bidding war with QPR and whoever else. Start of the season when he probably was thinking, hmm, all right, if I do well here, I can impress Roy Hodgson and get into the England World Cup team. He was looking good then. You know, if you can give him another goal, you know, obviously doing well for TFC doesn't seem to motivate him all that much, but you give him the goal, all right, you've got to impress two or three dudes out there in the EPL, go out there and score some goals, it, it could help. Yeah, I think it's bad timing for TFC. When the, it came yeah. out and the $11 million, uh, offer was on the table, they probably thought, we can't do this, you know, end of world things if we do. The fans will lose their minds. Mm. A week later... You pull a lot of fans and say, you should have taken $11 million for this guy. Mm-hmm. That that may be an ignorance, too, of, of the front office. Because, I mean, what, what do fans know about, about soccer? No. That, you know, that knowledge piece is brought to you by. Like, they, there, there's, there seems to be an assumption that we don't know anything. Like, we can lie to these people and they don't know any better. It's like, the majority of the people who are causing you your traffic on social media are people who are versed in football. They're much like us. They know they know some aspects of the game. To say that, oh well, oh we'll, we'll be furious. The guy's checked out. We know he's checked out. We could have gotten paid for a guy who's gotten checked out. All the guys who've been here who checked out, we couldn't get a dime for. <laughs> this win, you know, it would have. I think there would have been a lot of sympathy. Although I fear now with the story of him trying to buy out his contract. He doesn't want any kind of other interest from... He doesn't want to go to Leicester City. No, yeah. He wants QPR. Harry Redknapp's got in his ear. He wants to be back in London. Yeah. Come back home. Mm -hmm. Emotional reunion. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yet another. So in some kind of odd attempt to soothe the savage souls of TFC supporters post-match, Greg Vanny of the Virginia Vannies... Ooh. <laughs> dropped a nugget that Defoe would indeed be back and training with the club as of September 20th. Well then... Is this even a thing? And how do we see this playing out? It could be a thing. Um, I see it playing out. His his injury that he's in England getting a second opinion on everything uh, is very much related to all this. I mean, you know, I don't doubt he's probably got a bit of a bit of a strain of some kind, the sort of thing that any player has by the end of the season, getting towards the end of the season. If you're happy, you'll just play through it, and then you know, a couple of days after the match, you walk in a bit stiffly, but then you're fine. Uh, if you're not happy, oh, this is something really bad. It needs surgery. So 
Um, yeah, sometime between now and September 20th, it'll probably come out that uh, mm, Defoe's injury actually needs some surgery, so he's going to be staying in England and all that sort of thing, would be my guess as to So you don't, how think, you don't think we'll actually see him? No. Okay. I think he'll be here, but similar to Duncan, he'll be here but injured. He tried to come back. Look, he's here. Here he is. We'll trot him out. Wave yeah. to the media. Uh, he won't say anything because he hates them. And then uh, it'll come out. Oh, you know, we brought him back. We flew him back because we thought things were fine. But really, yeah. not after, so much. After a few training sessions. Exactly. It's, it's oh, it's, again, he's, he's tweaked think, it again. You know, he does or, actually need yeah. surgery. I agree. The, the only thing I think is maybe a short statement uh, and very noncommittal. I'm here to play. But, you know, not yeah. for how long. Um, I'm here to score goals. I'm not thinking of next season when they ask him about next season. Yeah. We're all pushing for the playoffs, yeah. coming Good together, point. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, a few days later, oh, my groin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's actually going to be even shorter than that. I think he's going to do 20 minutes out on the trading pitch. In full view of the media, he's going to hobble off. That's the last time you'll see him in any kind of official TFC training garb. He'll ride out. Right out his time here in the stands, in a press box, in a private box, uh, until the time he can be traded, sold, loaned to QPR, where he'll bag a goal in his first match off the bench, 73rd minute against Villa. So, Oh, Villa. And I'm only going that far because if it happens... Fagundes! Genius! <laughs> that was thumbs to my head from me. Finally, in this weekend, Bloody Big Messes... About 20 minutes before TFC were preparing to shit the bed on Saturday, <laughs> Jermaine Defoe's official Twitter account sent out the following tweet. Big game for boys tonight. Good luck. Can't wait to be back out there scoring hashtag goals. Panel, please read between these poorly punctuated lines <laughs> and tell me exactly how you took this. Boys could mean anybody. <laughs> Celtic. Yes. Goals, <laughs> goals could mean anybody. Mean, yeah. I would be out there scoring. Hashtag, that's my goal. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Scoring what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goals? Mm-hmm. And he holds a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has that tattooed on his forearm. Yes. Whoever yes. runs his official account, like, yeah. that was the poorest attempt to placate fans. They or... could have at least used a comma. Well, or they could have used, like... <laughs> the phone doesn't use commas. Throw a, throw a TFC hashtag in there. Like, yeah. if you well, want... I think that's part... I See, I think could there is thinking behind either it. Toronto, uh, of course there is. TFC, or Reds. There was zero... It was so nondescript yeah. as to be just about anything. And but that, in my mind, is a huge mistake. Like, fuel the fire, it why did. don't you? I, I did. Yeah, well, totally did, Oh, yeah. absolutely. Everyone is incensed. I mean, you have some people who probably don't pay as much attention to what's going on. Are you okay? I hope you're back. Blah, blah, blah. We love yeah. you. But the majority most of what were we like, looked at... Majority read right through it and answered with hashtag QPR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, it was a very wily... Att- attempt to have a very wily business move where you, Dude. you know, temper people, but... Uh, you know, it makes him look like he backs his teammates 100%, which is always a good thing, oh, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But, Team you player. Know, as you said, so non-committal towards the club. You know, he plays up his role as the goal scorer, you know. But as we said, could literally be about anywhere where his next goal will be scored. And But I think there's lots of this doublespeak to come. Um, I kind of feel it was a little bit of, the, like, it was damage control. Clearly it was damage control. You know, somehow this is going to work. This is going to satisfy people. Ill-timed, correct. Ill-written, correct. Poor punctuation. Nailed it. <laughs> um, 
He doesn't have to be forthright, but he could be, or whoever's writing, could at least try it a little harder. You know, maybe engage a fan or two. Like, it, it could have been could have been done so much better, smoother, without being so easily cryptic. Hashtag TFC probably would have gone a long way. Oh, huge. Yeah, that, exactly. That's all you had to do. Yeah. That's, well, that was it. Well, he's rumored to go to Toulouse FC, right? <laughs> they would not have it. And the Filipino <laughs> channel apparently is looking for him, too. They might have yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. He loves a bit of karaoke. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Who doesn't? We'll be back in a week's time with the latest hand cream news, British Airways first class travel tips, and hashtag goals in another This Week in Bloody Big Messes. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. Finally, we take one more day off. See what I did there? Nice. To the Windy City in the hopes of not getting the old Abe Froman treatment. Sausage King of Chicago. Wow. Mm-hmm. Two for two. Anyone? Can TFC oh. stop their Ferrari-like drop into the ravine of non-playoff sides? <laughs> or will they ride the German parade float back to respectability? For a brief scouting report on Chicago Fire, we turn to our very own MLS Scoutmaster. He tore his dress. What a mess. Duncan Shane? Thank you, Kristen. Yeah. Uh, so, Chicago again. Uh, since last we played, they beat Dallas 1-0 on a Robert Earnshaw goal, which is impressive, before losing to Jermaine Jones in New England 2-1. They now have 29 points from 26 games in ninth place and a mere four points back of TFC. So, we've gone from top of the table six-pointers to playoff six-pointers to ninth place six-pointers. Uh, so, hooray for that. Uh, as for tactics and stuff, go back and listen to the one from a few weeks ago. It's all the same. And really, what's the point? We're just going to go out there, give the ball away a lot, press suicidally high, and Earnshaw and America will burn the inexperienced defence and score all the goals and we'll lose. That's your scout on the pot. It's crap. But hey, it was aggressive. It went forwards. It was fast. Yay. Back to you, Kristen. Good stuff, bro. Didn't you just cut and paste that? It sounded like the same thing verbatim. I don't know. <laughs> I love the emphatic arm folding. Screw you, Chicago. Did you, you hear the arm folding? That was pretty good. Oh, that was some serious arm folding. Mm. Mm. So before we get down to the brass tacks of this match, is it scientifically possible for TFC to beat a team with two, as Duncan mentioned, X-Reds playing up front in Quincy Jamiroquai and Prince Zambia himself, Robert Earnshaw? Literally impossible. I have uh, Miracle plus Earnshaw equals uh, infinity times zero squared. Mm. I had two times 88, mm. Robert Earnshaw's number, divided by seventh place over nine managers equals you're fucking crazy. I was just going to say that to break this curse, what is going to have to happen is that uh, they're going to have to basically have a like, an alumni game, if you will, get like Dickio and Conway and a whole bunch of ex-players that have retired and crap now and have the, the first team play against these guys just to build confidence to see you can beat XTFC players you know Dickie O can deliberately like miss some uh, goals Conway can let a ball in between his legs and oh they, they let TFC win and from there the curse is broken onwards and upwards I'm kind of liking all time XTFC though <laughs> yeah well true even Ooh. retired yeah Laurent Robert he's, oh, he's still got that class that ball yes Okay, so I'm going to pre-apologize because I went crazy on this one. Nice. For 11T to be greater than 9C plus 2XT, 
two, and the XT is X Toronto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One must consider the value of X. Sure, C has seen its fair share of low value, C is Chicago, but it's slowly increasing on an upward slope where C is equal to 1.005G, where G is the number of games played over time. Mm. The value of XT is difficult to measure, because, but every XTFC player seems to have this spike once they come in contact of T, which is just Toronto. T, on the other hand, is measured on a cosine wave on a contingent plane. And right now, T is equal to the cosine of G. Whereas we discussed, G is the number of games played over time, mm-hmm. and G right now has a very low bottomed-out value. Mm. Okay, possibly at its lowest. Therefore, it is scientifically possible that 11T is greater than 9C plus 2XT. But theoretically, it's... For goodness! Impossible. Math. Science! Do you know what that's called? Something do economics? Something do anyone? Anyone? Voodoo economics. <laughs> by, by, by who was it? By Professor who? Smoot. Oh my grass. Smoot Holly Act. So, as mathematically laid out by the great minds that sit around this table... You're welcome. Does a loss on Saturday mark the near-certain doom to playoff hopes, or are we not at that critical point yet? Yeah, that's doom. I, it's hard to see them coming back from that. I don't see the fight in this team. I, I, to band together or even try to play as a team, no, if they lose, I just don't see it. I think we're done. I think we're done now, but... Yeah, pretty much. It's all very... It'll be like 2010, and suddenly that's how far we have to go back before we can remember. Ooh, when was the last time TFC was nearly in the playoffs? As uh, we get into September and everything, the, the media will pump it up. It's not a, a must-win. There's still a few games left. We can get these points, maybe, maybe, but it's... Yeah. I, think it's we're, I think we're inching ever so closer to the abyss. I don't think it's doom and gloom yet. But uh, when they blow it against Chivas, then we'll talk. Because <laughs> that'll be... F- For goodness! It's done. See, I think to be the most red possible, they will hang on somehow by fingertips to be mathematically in it. And then lose in some kind of empty, cavernous NFL stadium on the last day, 5-0. Oh, New England? <laughs> that'll do perfectly. <laughs> Chicago, of course... And this is our last time visiting them this season. They play at the BMO of the Midway, Toyota Park. Mm. If an automobile brand were to take over the sponsorship of TFC's ground, who would be a beeping good choice? I went with the uh, the Indian automotive giant that is Tata. I don't know if you've ever heard of these guys. <laughs> I've seen the little Tata car. Yes. Um, they promote itself with having the world's most affordable car. And it isn't safe for anything. So why not have something that is very close, relatively speaking, to something that reflects our current back four? Mm. That thing would get into an explosion by looking at it. <laughs> so, Tata Field. Nice yeah, Tata. Yeah. Tata Field. Sweet. Sweet Tatas. <laughs> I have, uh, it's going to be Renault Field, named for the Renault Alliance. The Renault was given the Car of the Year Award by Motor Trends Magazine when it debuted in 1983. Until everyone realized what a poorly constructed, crappily marketed car it really was. Basically, TFC is a Renault Alliance. Hmm. It's only fitting. Uh, I'm going to go with the Monster Truck Stadium. Uh, <laughs> I like that generic brand. Yes. Fans. Uh, <laughs> you only need the edge. Because it's way too big. Because we're, we're not going to fill that 30,000. <laughs> Sell out um, every week. There's going to be a, a lot of 
fans type hype, then it's just repeated crashes and it's all ultimately disappointing. <laughs> and I went with the Ford Pinto Field. Because when TFC is gently nudged from behind, it explodes into a fiery mess. Nice. Nice. You're a load of Vanny. What would you do if you had control of this squad against Chicago in an attempt to stem this blood loss? Panel? Is there anything? Crawl into the corner and weep. Come on! I think whatever he does with the back line, he's got to put Mark Bloom back in his regular spot. Morgan, back at left back. Mark Bloom, back where he should be. I guess Orr and Hagelin together. Um, Dero, he looked decent for the first half. Again, trying to do too much, but at least has some energy. I don't know. Yeah, that's my measuring stick right now. Do you have energy? Do you look like you care even a tiny little bit? You get to play. Um, Moore and Gill should start again just because even though they've sucked the last couple games, they had a decent partnership going. And put Lovitz back out there. I hear that as part of the season's ticket drive. Do oh, and energy? Oso's hurt too, right? To Is Oso going to play this weekend? No, that's a good question. Step on up, Kyle Becker! I don't know. Yeah, I would definitely, you know, the one thing that I would go with, there's a lot of things that need to be done, I think, but the one I'd go with would be, yeah, let's play people in the right position. Yeah. Should, like bring Morgan back, Bloom it right back, you know. Better to have a crappy square peg in a square hole than a round peg. Agreed. Aside from the squad choice, which I agree with you and Duncan, just try to get guys playing in somewhat natural positions, Tactically, and I hate to see it, but put the leash back on. You got to stymie, like to just to stop the blood loss. Even uh, now, getting a point probably won't, you know, isn't going to do us at this point. We need three points, but perhaps just for the emotional makeup of the team, just to stop the losses, got to yeah. get something out of this match. So it might have to be a grinding, ugly defensive match just to get something I'd be fine with that yeah that'd be alright go for the scoreless draw or or at least counterattack route one type stuff back to basics yeah why not honestly I think that's psychologically that's probably the best thing that could happen for the guys playing Uh, as much as I enjoyed Dero's uh, performance I thought he played pretty good for as long as he did but I still would like to see Lovett start the match I don't know if that's at the expense of Dero or at the, the expense, expense of Aduro. Yeah, or at the expense of Aduro, but I want to see Lovett start, Love start the match. I wouldn't be object either if Hagland got the bench um, for last week, but... I, that, <laughs> it's I, not an option. I know, that's what, I realize no that. one to play. I realize that. So that's why, like, optimistically speaking, if you could... there's a Kiwi <laughs> center back that might be available right now. I'm sure he would love to come and help out. <laughs> you know what? I would think if he would, if he could suit up and just phone it in, it would still be better than what our present options are. <laughs> Last knees and all, probably. Chicagoland is, of course, the setting for most of the filmography of the King of 80s directors, John Hughes. What panel is the closest John Hughes film to a documentary about TFC's 2014 season? Okay, I didn't realize the 2014 season of it. I'm kind of looking into the future here. And uh, Home Alone, because it's going to be empty at BMO Field soon. Yes. <laughs> screamy what face you missed, audio. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin's screamy face in audio. Uh-huh. Well, I went with Weird Science. 
because it's a bunch of rich kids using a lot of connections to build a shiny, gorgeous toy, but in the end, there's just a bunch of mutants running around, and we're all covered in red goo from above. Hmm. I'm going with Uncle Buck. Misfit Custodian comes in to take care of delinquent family and hijinks ensue. Actually, I'm just waiting to get to the redemption part with the with the giant birthday cake pan or birthday pancakes and the shovel to flip it, you know, from the griddle. So really, it's the first part of Uncle Buck. I don't, it's, it's I don't the, think the pancakes are coming, though. It's the dark Uncle Buck <laughs> director's cut. Yeah, pretty much. And I went with the Breakfast Club. Uh, a group trapped together that don't like, know, or trust one another. They've got some douchey guy in charge who remembers when he used to be great. <laughs> and it's not like at the end when they all learn to appreciate one another. Oh, no, no. It's more when they don't believe a damn thing that Bender says. Do we stutter? This is what happens when you put people who don't know what the hell they're doing in charge. Plus, I think I saw a slice of bologna on the scoreboard last week. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, we can't say farewell to Chicago for another season without trying to put a controversy to bed. (laughs) There's been a cold war brewing between the proponents and opponents of deep dish pizza around this table. It's crazy. In an attempt to thaw this detente, I, an admitted lover of the deep dish, will say something negative about the Chicago pie while raging anti-deepite... Duncan Fletcher will say one nice thing. I will go first. The tension's so thick. I know. I don't know if it can What's going to happen here? You Let's can't, you can't eat a slice of deep dish on the go without the very good chance of scalding hot mozzarella landing in your lap and burning your pepperoni. True. <laughs> Sorry, deep dish. That, that's accurate. Duncan. What uh, do you have to say to Tony about deep dish pizza? A good thing about deep say dish. Say it to my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> eyes up here. <sighs> a good thing. It's not in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Screw your deep dish pizza. <laughs> Duncan! Oh my god. It's Duncan Fletcher. <laughs> I'm not backing down. <laughs> Practically a steel folding chair like back, know, of the, right. back of the head of deep dish pizza. Well, I'm going to go pick this cheese out of my crock. <laughs> well, that's another hot and thick helping of the Vocal Minority Podcast for you to pick out of your crotch as well. <laughs> Join us next week when we will look back on the Chicago match, look ahead to Chivas USA, and welcome special guest Anthony Michael Hall, the robot from Short Circuit, Johnny Number no. 5, author Dean Koontz. And musical guest, Los Lobos. Schedule subject to change. That sounds exciting. <laughs> well, we do need a back. So yeah, Johnny Five is great. Yeah, yeah that's true. I love that. A big thanks from our panel on Twitter, at Ignortalk. Level Boss, Mark Hinckley. <laughs> Send her your complaints, at KZ Knowles. Krista Knowles. Beep. We're happy to take your call. At Duncan D. Fletcher. Hello from Duncan D. Fletcher. <laughs> 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 I'm drowning in a cesspool. I'm drowning. Oh, you're so negative. I specifically watched a video telling me not to drown in a cesspool as a kid. And here I am, drowning. Cess. Pool. And for me, Tony Walsh, at the Yorkies 1812, all that's left to say is get used to it, Toronto.
Fagundes. Snack time. Looks like the only good thing Snack on, time. on my on I can't spell very good, but uh, I like your boobs. Like, <laughs> perfect scene right there. That that like when, when Sylvester Stallone dies, mm. that's what they're gonna play at the memor- at the memorial during the Academy Awards. So, nice. but no, it didn't happen. Boobs. You're the best. Still, that's good. It's the thigh of the tiger. <laughs> That's the song you're looking for. No, 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 I had it right. <laughs> Are you keeping us removed of things again? <laughs> one last thing I feel I want to say about this is this is clearly another, this, this whole two-game series was clearly just a big promotional, like, heritage night kind of thing. It was for Labor Day, you know, let's be nice to the unions. <laughs> <laughs> We, we took it too far. <laughs> we did. It's like throwing crumbs Dental to the peasants. Dental plan. Mm. Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. With TFC fully incorporated as the Vanny Pack, TM'd by your very own Duncan D. Fletcher. Well played. <laughs> did not get that right the first time at all. And take four with the clicks. Mm-hmm. Go. And cut. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> From Vanny Uh Mine is a nod to a bit of malarkey uh, in the stands during the game. No. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. sorry. Yes, no, no, I'm explaining. Like, that's like 11. You got nothing left. <laughs> no. I got plenty left. Match in 16 words with a, a long preamble. How what? do you feel about that? He went on for like 26 I, yeah, I words yeah, explaining I, I his did. last that's time. True. I did. And you let that go, so... Mm. Anyway, you're already on yellow cards from the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, don't you owe us? Anyway, <laughs> continue. Uh, continue. Start. <laughs> I think would be the best word. Duncan's correct. <laughs> mm. Edit that out. <laughs> all, right, all of you, stop. All right. Uh, what do I have here? Actual words. So we'll be back in a week's time with the latest hand cream news, British Airways first class travel tips, and hashtag goals in another This Week in Bloody Big Messes. The thing is, one last thing. <laughs> Duncan trying to snipe with the end. What's going on over there? One last thing. One week with... away, and he just can't Oh help my himself. god, dude, what is wrong with that beach? That's a good question. Alright, one um, more thing. Yes, one last thing with regards to this. Defoe can't go, because all TFC have to do is threaten to take back his suit. We all know he can't live without his TFC suit. Not even attending bad, though. So that's... Uh... Oh, but on the other side, he only now needs one phone. Ah. Good point. And he doesn't need a Canadian Bible. True. Yeah, because totally printed differently. Yep. Mm. Reads from right to left. Canadian Jesus. Canadian. Canadian <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's a little... It's a little... It's a trip. It's a trip. The and then there was a brand van three thousand. That was the was that there? was Rob from the Black Hole. Yeah. Oh. He's gonna think I stole it. He now. totally is. Little does he know? I don't look at these things. Rosie's going to be disappointed. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's not the bachelor to watch. You should just. Oh, that was quite good. You should just lead in with. So. I like that one. Yeah. Oh, Before you Ro- give your that answer, was a chance for Roz to win. That was quite good. <laughs> Before you give your answer, Roz, if you're listening to the outtakes. 
<laughs> you got screwed. You got uh, in between Bachelor episodes. Yeah. 